We continually see through scripture and we read in scripture about nation building. We read about in the in the prophecies that you have in the Old Testament. It refers to kingdoms, to empires, and then it linked to those earthly kingdom and empires. You also see scriptures speaking about the kingdom of God as the eternal kingdom. Hello and welcome to Unlock the Kingdom Within You. This podcast explores the profound truth about what it means to be born into the kingdom, not a religion. On this podcast, we challenge the religious and denominational norms which shackle us from expressing the liberty of Christ by exploring the kingdom, the ecclesia and citizenship. If you're born into the kingdom but lost in religion, then this channel is just for you. So thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe. Hello everyone, my name is uh, Pelewing and you're listening to Unlock the Kingdom Within You podcast, the show that explores the profound truth about what it means to be born into the kingdom, not a religion. So before we begin, we have some exciting news. We'll be hosting the first ever online event called the Nation Builder Summit on the 24th of June, 2023. We don't want you to miss it. So... Um, go to register at www.nationbuilders.vision. So that's www.nationbuilders.vision. Okay, so what's it about? Um, it's going to be a first-of-its-kind type of um, event, the Nation Builder Summit. Um, it's a ca- gathering of kingdom-minded citizens like we have on the panel right now. Uh, the Nation Builder Summit brings together emerging thought leaders and citizens from across the globe who are at the cutting edge of developing nationhood within the body of Christ, focusing upon the theme, building the society that Jesus had in mind. So that's our overall theme, building the society that Jesus had in mind. The Nation Builder Summit comprises of the following topics, designing the community of the future, shaping the minds of citizens through education, the future of theocratic governance, and growing Commonwealth economies. So you can see it's gonna be um, heavy and juicy topics. Um, so yeah, so to get ready for the summit, we'll be discussing some of the topics uh, on our podcast as we're gonna do right now. Um, this series of podcasts will focus on governance and economies. So before we start, I would like to welcome our guests and also our panelists at the event as well. So David Castro and Charles Appeal. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you for that. Glad to be here. Yes, great. And great to have you. Uh, could you maybe do some short introductions of yourself, maybe your background, or where you're from as well, where you're coming from, or calling from, should I say? Uh, my name is Charles Opio. I'm from Nairobi, Kenya. Um, yes. I have a, a kingdom community called the Saras community, but my primary focus within that in this within with this uh, era that we're operating in is kingdom economies and a little bit of governance but primary focus is kingdom economies and um i also uh, do a bit of consultancy as a futurist amazing okay yeah. okay we'll talk about that maybe as we just <laughs> conversate okay and then um, david yes i'm david castro i am presently here in san antonio texas united states I also reside in Colombia, South America. I have two homes right now. 
because I am uh, quite involved in Colombia right now with the planting or the establishing of four ecclesias. And also uh, we're doing some work there with the government of Colombia in certain areas. And so um, that's why I have to travel back and forth. I've been in ministry 50 years, of which 42 of those years I've been uh, teaching and equipping uh, men and women around the world about the kingdom and the purpose and the eternal purpose of God. So it's an honor to be here with you and looking forward to the discussion. Fantastic. And great to have you both on board. Okay. So, so first let's open with an open question. So what comes to mind when you hear the word nation builders? And why do you think it's important that we're having this conversation right now? You know, when you look at scripture and you begin to see the unfolding of God's eternal purpose, we first have to note that God's eternal purpose has existed since before the foundation of the world. That's what scripture tells us in several places. So when you begin to see the unfolding of that eternal purpose, right in the middle of the unfolding, God is dealing with a nation, whether it's in the heavens with his spiritual throne, with the angels, the angelic host and the archangels, or whether it is at the creation uh, time or with Adam and the woman, And as we continue after the fall, we see it with Abraham, we see it with the nation of Israel, with Moses, and we continually see through scripture and we read in scripture about nation building. We read about in the the prophecies that you have in the Old Testament, it refers to kingdoms, to empires, and then it linked to those earthly kingdom and empires, you also see scriptures speaking about the kingdom of God as the eternal kingdom and the eternal empire. We may use that word, Mm -hmm. but to have a kingdom, you have to have a territory and you have to have people. That's the nation. And so uh, when you go from Genesis to Revelation, what stands out in scripture is God's nation. That's right. Yeah. Charles. Yeah. All right. Let me also chime in. The, the, the term nation is a very interesting term. And uh, depending on context, it has very many meanings. And sometimes part of our problem is that we start from where we are, not where God is. So, mm-hmm. so our, our mindset will look at the nation in the framework of what we think a nation is. In the terms of what has been framed now, li- living and being born in Africa, the context of nation would then be stuck within the mindset of what the colonialists in the Berlin Conference carved up mm-hmm. and called nations. In other words, there was what is called Spanish Africa and Portuguese Africa and English Africa and French Africa, you know, and then so those would then constitute other nations. And the truth is, is that certain nations carved up other nations and made them nations. That's right. <laughs> so, so, so that puts us in a, in a predicament to begin with. And, um, but more within the context of, uh, again, we can look at nation identity, not geopolitically, but uh, tribally. Then that kind of changes the model again, because it means people who hold on to the same cultural beliefs, 
the same language or that, that kind of stuff could determine a nation which would be then cross-border. In terms mm -hmm. of that, it might not be located in a particular specific uh, geographical structure. And then, of course, off of that, we can see them in the idea that they're generally all counterfeits of the nation of God. Which, which then, if we're talking about nation building now, we're talking about God's nation, not nations plural. Yes. And that has an entirely different connotation. That's right. Very interesting. Did you just, just clarify, were you saying that all nations are like a counterfeit of God's nation? Can you clarify? Absolutely. Counterfeits in the... What's, what's the dynamic of a counterfeit? And the, the, the primary counterfeit is Babylon, okay? Mm. And uh, I always say that if you want to understand the counterfeit nature of Babylon, it's found in Genesis 11, where the people are one. They say, let us build. And everything in line with what they are saying sounds okay, except the fact that they're doing it in disobedience. Yeah. God, God said... Fill the earth, they are gathering and they are saying, let's make a name for ourselves. And that becomes a central structure. So in a sense, God says to Abraham, next chapter, I will make you a nation. Mm -hmm. They are saying, let's make a nation of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, so the, the, the difference between the nation that God makes and the nations that we make for ourselves, that makes us the counterfeit nations. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that's powerful okay so so now building the society that jesus wanted which is the overall theme of the nation builders uh summit mm. so i think what's my question here is how do you think these things like uh, community education governance economies how does this connect to the idea of the society that jesus wants does that does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes, it yeah. does. And I think, uh, I'll take off on that. Fact, I think, maybe, again... Yeah. Okay, maybe you want to rephrase that. Yeah, let me just elaborate a bit. Yeah, so, yeah. what... And maybe you can offer your... Maybe your mm. thoughts or insights on what you mm. think is the society that Jesus wants. Like, yeah. what vision for society? Yeah. I think, to be really honest, we don't really have the whole picture because we, we took the wrong road before... <laughs> It emerged. <laughs> yeah, best thing. I think primarily that's where we should start. The fact that Adam lost the plot, so we kind <laughs> of <laughs> ended up uh, hodgepodging, mixing and matching all sorts of stuff. So, so then we've got all sorts of ideas. Our idea of education may not be the idea in that context. Mm. And sometimes we are trying to fit kingdom education into human education. And it just doesn't fit, you, you know. I mean, ancient Israel didn't have schools. Ancient Israel, which was kind of a base prototype that God was giving us, didn't have um, a police station, didn't have a jail. You, you know, there's all sorts of stuff that didn't exist in our, which exist in our context of, of a nation because our nation is built with the two primary fallacies. The, the, the ability, the, 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 the intent, to provide for ourselves and protect ourselves. Two dynamics that totally are supposed to come from God. God is supposed to be our provision and our protection. And our protection. But now we are building economies around attempting to do those things for ourselves. So it skews just about everything else we do mm. from the word go. So it's all self-based. 
let's build for ourselves. And so if we're going to understand God's kingdom, we'd have to open up ourselves and find out what he wants. Jesus prayed, your kingdom come, your will be done. So there's got to be a lot of yielding and allowing God to give us his design as opposed to try to get various prototypes and then kind of bring them up to him to see which one is endorsing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so David, David, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah. On, um, yeah. It's important to note one very foundational truth. Jesus, he stated it himself. I'm not here to do my will. I'm here to do the will of the Father. I'm not here to speak my words. I'm speak to. I'm here to speak the words that my Father tells me to speak. So. When we say the kingdom or the nation that Jesus wanted, we truly should be saying the nation that Jesus came to build that the Father wanted, that mm -hmm. God wanted. And once again, I go back to what I said earlier. That nation that God has wanted has been his perfect will and desire and purpose since before the foundation of the world. So when Jesus was here, he began to speak about the kingdom, the government, the dominion, the authority, the spiritual laws, the mm. principles, the truth, the economy of God's eternal kingdom. Because it was that government that Jesus was representing and it was that government and that kingdom that he was here to establish as a spiritual nation on this earth. When he discipled the disciples, he did not disciple them so that they would go out and start various different religious streams mm -hmm. or denominations or ecclesiastical systems. No, he was discipling the disciples in one purpose, in one mindset, in one spirit, and in one purpose, which was the purpose of the Father. Mm -hmm. So anytime we say what Jesus wanted, all he wanted was to fulfill what the father had sent him to do here on earth. So when Jesus said in Matthew 16, I will build my ecclesia, he was simply stating the purpose and the desire and the perfect will of the father. Mm, okay okay you mentioned something that you said um spiritual nation okay you mentioned spiritual nation right and we're talking yeah. about society that jesus christ um wants to build okay mm -hmm. so i wonder if you can just give some clarity on the idea of um is this like you know sometimes when you hear the word spiritual because it's maybe not tangible not physical is it like saying it's a metaphorical nation it's it's kind of real in our minds and our hearts is it supposed to have a physical expression um are we supposed to own land for example right and say this is god's kingdom <laughs> from this postcode to that zip code uh yeah so thoughts on that like <laughs> tangibility like where, where are the borders of this um <laughs> this is okay I, I think i think there's there's a, there's a whole kind of worms, but let's take a few thoughts. I, I like the term David used, which is spiritual and not spirit. He didn't say it's a spirit nation. 
meaning out there in the ether somewhere. Mm. He said it's a spiritual nation, meaning it gets its identity from an invisible dynamic, yeah. but it is functional in a visible dynamic. That's it. So, so that, that's a, the simplest way to explain the term spiritual. You know, it's, it's strange, the Bible, that the, the word for word and the word for thing in the Hebrew is the same term. The, the so word you know, for, repeat that the again. Word for, if you are to explain the term word, the word of God, and God's, yes. God's word, God's Daba. Yes. In yeah. Hebrew, the same word for word is the same word for thing. Like a thing. Okay. Yes, yeah, so it means that God's word, which is spirit, is a thing. For sure. Yeah, so though it's spiritual, it is tangible. That's right. Mm -hmm. so, so when we say it's spiritual, it means the design. And the, Okay, let, let's put it this way. It's like saying this building is gothic. Mm -hmm. So the design is gothic, but we can see the building. That's right. The, the material design tells us the source of the designer. Mm. So, so that would be what a, a spiritual nation would look like. Meaning, if you looked at that nation, it would give you the idea that whatever is functioning in it came from God, came from another source. Mm. I mean, sometimes we make, we make those kind of jokes. We say, look, this thing is heavenly. You know, we're basically saying it's out of the ordinary. It's not the, 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 the very, the usual stuff that you see. And mm -hmm. so when we say that, it means that we admit that, let's put it this way, it's like God, I'm going to use a very poor example, but I hope it brings it home. God is like the owner of a, of a new estate that needs to be built. Mm -hmm. So what he does is that he, may, he brings all the build, building materials on site. Mm -hmm. That's right. And everything is on site. Then he needs an, a contractor to come in and look at his blueprint, spirit, mm -hmm and design using the materials provided. And then the contractor goes rogue. His name is called Adam. <laughs> yes. And he begins to build stuff that does not come from that design. Right. So he's using the exact same materials, but he's building something completely different from what the original designer wanted. So when we say God is going to be building his nation, the materials were in place at creation. Mm -hmm. There's no new material coming on site, but the designs are the problem and the builders are the problem. So he's working on the builders, not on the materials mm -hmm. to bring it to order. I mean, I said, I'm going to use a poor example, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, I think um, especially when it comes, I think a thing that we struggle to, to uh, comprehend, and that's again, due to the fall, Yes. It's the fact that the spirit or spirit realm, for the kind of a box it in that way, is realer, is more real than the yes. physical. Yes. No, even though it's it's like it's kind of like. In fact, I would say it's more real because it's a bird's eye view. The spiritual realm can yes. see the physical, whereas the physical cannot see the spiritual. You, you know, True. and because we're so limited by the five senses, we kind of um. We struggle to see reality beyond those, those kind of uh, perimeters. Mm -hmm. But the kingdom of heaven is heavenly. And so yes. it requires a heavenly vessel to even comprehend it and to fully, you know, inhabit it, you know. So, okay, okay. Because of time, I want to move on to the, to, to the next question.
this is a challenging question, possibly, I don't know. But I'd like to get your thoughts on um on the issue of theocratic governance. Mm. That's um, first of all, if you can offer a definition of what you would call theo theocratic governance, okay? And and then after that, like what is it? What is theocratic governance? And yeah, yeah, let's explore that a bit. So um David, how how might you def define because, yeah, I've heard different definitions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God being one God in three persons, being the Godhead, the divinity, one God in three persons. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He has existed forever. He is the origin of the nation of God. Yes. He is the architect. <laughs> He's got all the plans, everything. Now, because he is God and it's his perfect will and he is the authority of his kingdom, he has the total, he is the almighty God of his kingdom, then he is the only one that rules his kingdom. Okay. He is the only one. That is the theocracy of God's kingdom. On this earth, we have different models. We have democracies. We have yeah. anarchies. We have hierarchies. We have different models. Yeah, yeah. We, we've got them in, 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 in different countries and different nations. But when we speak of God, there's where we speak of theocracy where he is the only one that has the authority to govern. Everyone in his nation governs under his authority and only his authority. But let's not forget, it's a God in three persons. So we have God the Father, we have God the Son, who is the King and Lord, and then we have God the Holy Spirit, who is here with us to guide us, to lead us, to instruct us, to reveal okay. to us the purpose of God, the, 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 the illumination, the Holy Spirit comes to illuminate us in what God's purpose and design is in his theocratical government. So, so in, in, the, in the U.S., there's a concept that I have read about and maybe seen and heard from some politicians, the whole idea of bringing God into government, yeah? Mm. And so they talk of, uh, I can't remember, uh, is it national? Anyway, it's, it has the word theocracy attached to it, right? <laughs> um, I don't know if it's Christian, anyway, yeah. 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 So I, there's an American way of thinking of the term theocracy. So when you say the term theocracy, people have different uh, things that come up in their mind, right? Mm. One of mm. the views I know of is is the idea that we want God to be in our politics, in our uh, mm. democracy, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So now, is that, um, when we talk of theocratic governance, are we hoping for godly <laughs> of our countries? Is that, okay? yeah, I want, can we get clarity on that? Yeah. Let, let me bring that up because it's it's come up for me a lot of times, even on, 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 on national TV here as a conversation, because of our very heated uh, elections that are so hotly contested and all sorts of issues. And, and, and I think one of the, again, 
just I always say that the problem with man is we have an inverted picture of everything because of the fall. So if you listen to those very statements, even the statement is wrong, bringing God into. Yeah. 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 It's impossibility. From the word go, that's off center. (laughs) It's like we've got this structure, we've put it together, now we need God to come and rubber stamp it. We need him to come and endorse it and fit into our concept. So we are building God into our own image after our own likeness. Mm. It, it's a reversal of things. It's a bit, theocracy would mean bringing our politics to God. That's right. And surrendering it to him. And if we did, we would automatically have no left and no right. Bring, bring in, so bringing our politics to God. So is that like... Yeah. Uh, in Russia, for example, so yes. Putin has elevated the Orthodox Church to yes. where it used to be because it was downgraded before. Yeah, and or, or even like the Church of England um, in yes. the UK, um, yes. kind of they ensure that they have a seat in the House of Lords, which is how the Parliament is divided. See, see here's the problem that, again. That what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Here's the problem. That's not what we are saying because no. see again, they're giving God a seat. They shouldn't have any seat around God. No. The other way around. Don't give God a seat. He doesn't need representation. He's not going to be part of any debate or any discussion. He's not going to have a side. The fact that you have sides means both of you have no clue where he's at. That's why you have a side. Remember Joshua had a very interesting confrontation just before he hit Jericho. He was used to functioning in a particular dynamic with God. And when it's time to take over Jericho, he steps up and his first question when he meets the captain of hosts, because he's in war mode, is whose side are you on? And basically, that's the wrong question. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. the wrong question. Whose side are you on? Yeah. Yeah. The, the captain of the host says neither. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I, even playing in that space. <laughs> mm, <laughs> and he turns it around and says, now I'm going to convert and explain to you where you need to be. Yeah. Let's get this right. Let's get the order correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah, so theocracy simply means this, that God has a certain way that everything is done. And every government submits to that way, doesn't fit that way into their government. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Entirely different ballgame. Because then we are going to pick and choose. My favorite statement is that then you're going to treat the Bible like a menu and not a manual. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, where, where you pick and choose what you're willing to pay the price for. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Anything you're not willing to pay the price for is not for you tonight. Mm. Let leave that out there. But if it was a manual, then there are only two things you can do with a manual. A, read the manual before you try to work anything. Or B, when things are broken, find out what the manual says. So the manual is in charge, you're not. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But in the manual, you're in charge. You make the decision. You choose what works and what doesn't work. And so, I mean, let's take America, for example. America is going to talk about the Christian right. Mm. But the Christian right is racist. There you go. Well, well, you see hey, out of the window. Whoa, whoa. I just want to put a disclaimer that this is his opinion. <laughs> I, I repeat, it is my opinion, and I'm very honest about that opinion, because the Christian right 
should just examine itself. If we were to go honestly into the history of the church in America, right from the Azusa Street revival, we'll find that right after Azusa Street, we had a major split, Kogik, Church of God in Christ was black and, and Assemblies of God was white. Okay. There you go. So down the road, whichever way you want to go, once we have those splits, and you see the nation of God has a demand. It says, come out of every tribe, people, people. and nation. nation. Right there, the first thing that if you want to bring, bring God into government, you must walk out of your culture, out of your tribe, out of your people, out of your nation, before you can start that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining our fireside talk about the kingdom. My name is Frederick Tobin, and I hope this podcast has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to continue to receive fresh insight into the kingdom, click the notification bell to follow us. For further information about the kingdom, visit our website, www.unlockthekingdomwithinyou.com, to download your free ebook. See you soon.